The Country Sport Breakfast with Brian Kelly on Gold Sport. Thanks to Collier's Rural and Agribusiness. Profit from the best advice. Collier'sRural.co.nz It's business time. It's business time. Now, uh, catching up with Phil O'Reilly, who uh, is in the centre of the universe. All roads lead to Palmerston North. Wonderful Palmerston North. Morning, Phil. Well, it's a great day here in Palmerston North. I'm just on the lookout for Spanish footballers. I can't see any, so uh, obviously the town is far too exciting for them. But that was good. I had a good night last night and uh, just about to drive back to Wellington after this call. So, yeah, good. It's, nice. it's a nice town, Palmerston. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I wouldn't find it boring at all. Hey, let's get down to business and we've got three things to talk about today. First off, Credit defaults starting to rise for small businesses, and I know you've talked about that. And employment data out this week, how will it influence the, the Reserve Bank? Yeah, well, I think the, both, both will be, I suspect, be bad news, but not, not so very bad news uh, because the, the business failure rate, uh, it, it, what you were seeing was businesses not paying their bills and now starting to fail. Mm. Uh, and that's never a good thing. And it's, and it's concentrated into areas like retail, and construction, those, those are the kind of areas where lots of cash-strapped small businesses are. Uh, and you're also seeing a bit, of, a bit of a rise in unemployment. I suspect those numbers are out later this week, and I suspect you'll start to see an uptick in unemployment. But none of it too catastrophic, is my point. So the business failure rate, not, nobody likes a business to fail, but we're now only really back to pre-COVID level. So it's not as though it's a complete disaster yet. It could turn into one, believe me. But what that means is that if, if the unemployment rate's ticking up a bit, if you're seeing business failure rates tick up a bit, then hopefully the Reserve Bank will have a look at that and say, well, look, the interest rates we've currently got in place are, are doing the trick of terms of slowing the economy down with some damage, of course, as a result. But, you know, we don't need to do anything more with interest rates. I hope the Reserve Bank will say that, as we all will. And really, that's an indication that those high, those high interest rates are having a bit, of a, a bit of a challenge now in the real economy. But by no means do those numbers suggest to me that the economy is really tanking and crashing and so on. So uh, pr- probably overall... A balanced set of news for the Reserve Bank to have a look at next time they look at interest rates. Certainly reassuring. Our business confidence continues to rise. Given what's going on, why would that be? Well, I think that's got to do with the first part that we've just talked about. In other words, businesses are, are seeing some, some damage in the economy and they're seeing some, some bad things happening. They're seeing spending fall. But once again, not, not, so, not so bad that it's catastrophic. And, and maybe there'll be a bit of a, a softer landing than a hard landing in the New Zealand economy. And so you know, businesses, I think, are looking through this and saying, well, look, maybe we've seen the worst interest rates. Maybe, you know, we are just bouncing on the bottom now. And if my businesses survive this long, maybe I can be a little more confident about the future. Now, maybe that's not going to happen, of course. Maybe the, maybe all those things will be much worse than we thought. But I think, you know, businesses are looking through this and seeing, you know, maybe this is the worst we're going to see. And if that's the case, then they'll tend to be more confident because if they've survived this far, uh, and they've and they've managed to grow or managed to you know, not at least not fall over. Then they're more likely to think about investing for the future. So, in a sense, if if the, the kinds of numbers we're seeing now is the worst we're going to see, then okay, that's great. But if they're going to keep on going up, then that's going to be a bit of a challenge. And I think you'll see business confidence drop as a result of that. But for now, you know, not the worst. That's good to know. All right, I thought I'd get your take on this one, and it was mooted last week uh, about removing GST from fruit and vegetables. Will will it increase consumption of healthy foods? I mean, what's your take on that whole thing? Yeah, well, I won't do, I won't do any of those things actually. You know, and the reason I raise it is because a number of your listeners are 
from rural and regional New Zealand where that fruit and vegetables are being grown and, and uh, tr- taken to market. So will it be good for those kinds of businesses? The answer is no, it won't, because I don't think it'll impact anything to do with fruit and veg uh, um, um, consumption. Uh, you know, I think, uh, and, and it won't have much of an impact on price either. If you have a look, no. at, have a look at the impact of GST, supermarkets, I think, will simply, you know, take that up uh, almost immediately. And, and if you don't believe me, is, is are petrol prices... 10 or 15 cents higher north and south of the Bombay Hills, or north of the Bombay Hills than they are south of the Bombay Hills? No, they're about the same, even though Auckland has apparently got a, you know, a, a levy on fuel to pay for transport. You know, so apparently fuel in Auckland should be more expensive, and of course it's not, because fuel is a national commodity. And so you know, the government can put these taxes on and take them off for various regions of New Zealand, but they just don't work. And, and what's more... That GST thing, it'll come for me too. It's as crazy as taking the fuel, taking the excise tax off fuel as they did just a few months ago uh, when the fuel prices were high. Crazy idea because it impacted me. What I, I can afford to buy fuel. Why are you why are you giving me a tax break yeah. on fuel just the same with the fruit and vegetables? It comes back to this very simple idea, Brian. If you think poor people are doing it tough, give them some money. <laughs> Make sure you give them welfare <laughs> or, or or give them a give them a, a tax break or something like that. Don't. Don't try and make it uh, for everybody because that's a crazy idea and you're wasting a whole lot of money on people like me that can afford to pay for fruit and vegetables. So it's just a dumb policy and I wanted to raise it because it has an impact on on uh, fruit growers and farmers and so on throughout the country. It's a dumb idea and, and uh, I hope it uh, I hope it goes away. I hope, I hope the Labour Party says, well, we're not going to do it in the face of that kind of yeah. that kind of analysis. Totally agree with you, Phil. Hey, enjoy Palmerston North and we'll talk again next week. Thanks, BK. Cheers. Fellow Riley joining us, as he always does, on a Wednesday morning here out of Duke Partners. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems. Or a but. I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.